Hey everyone, Dave Mormon, home service business coach, CEO here. And I want to tell you about a super cool software called Jobber. You may have heard of it before, um, but I want to give Jobber a shout out on this episode because it has helped us build a profitable, seamless home service business. And I can't imagine running my business without super simple streamlined software. And I know there's a number of CRMs on the market, but for me, uh, Jobber was the fourth CRM that I actually sampled uh, and really fell in love with it just due to how simple it actually is to use. So we use it still today in my home service company. Um, and I would highly recommend if you're looking to stay organized and look for some simple software, go ahead and check it out. You can check it out in the episode link below uh, and you can get a free trial and also save some money um, if you do end up checking it out for your business. So without further ado, I'll go ahead and roll today's podcast episode. Welcome to the Home Service Business Coach Podcast with your host, David Mowerman. You will learn to grow your home service business and transition from being the technician in your business to being the CEO and leading your team to success. Get a front row seat where you will get practical advice from industry experts on how you can level up your home service business. Get ready to take some notes because we're going to jump right into it here. What's going on guys? I'm really excited for this next tutorial. We're going to be talking about hiring your first employee. Okay, so if you've joined the program and your revenue is say around that 50,000, 75,000, 100,000 even dollar mark, this is going to be a perfect module. You're going to want to pay attention and hey, maybe in the past you've hired somebody and it didn't work out this is going to be a really good module for you as well okay so take it from me someone who's hired now over 130 people throughout my time building my painting companies and my pressure cleaning and christmas light business i am not a master in this i'm still learning it but i have picked up a few tips and tricks along the way that i want to convey to you today in this training so we're going to go with the mindset that you're bringing on someone for the very first time okay so the first thing we got to clear up is our headspace as to why are we actually doing that okay anytime i ask someone in my company hey could you please do this i always want to show well why are we doing that right what's the point so you might be looking okay i get i gotta hire somebody but what's the why behind that it's because it's for your own benefit we want to 2x the value of your time, okay? If you're running a cleaning business today, doing the thing, going and cleaning the gutters, depending on the state you're in, that's going to be like an 18, a 20, a $22 an hour task, maybe, maybe, maybe $25 for someone really, really good, okay? If you live in like California or somewhere uh, where I am here on the west coast of Canada, labor rates are quite a bit higher. So we got to pay someone $25 an hour now um, to be a really good technician for us, okay? So what do I mean when you 2x your time value? What I mean is rather than you doing the cleaning, we'll take the high end, okay? For $25 an hour, we are going to be firing yourself from the job site and we're gonna put in a replacement for you because I wanna move you from 
cleaning, we're gonna move you over here into marketing and into sales. And guess what? When you have leads that you can go quote in person, your time just doubled from being $25 an hour, guess what? Now you're worth $50 an hour. And that is, as you've seen in the last module, that's where I wanna move you to, is a state where all the tasks in your business you do, every hour from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m., 10 a.m., 11 a.m., you're getting 50 bucks an hour every single hour that goes by. You know, there will be the times, yes, you have to jump in on the job site, but we wanna create a system. We wanna create a process around your business being able to run without you having to be on site, okay? So mindset number one, why you're hiring someone is because we wanna free you up to go do those higher payoff activities, selling in person, building more systems, driving up more business, creating relationships, coming on the coaching calls, networking with other people in your community. These are all very important things you need to be doing and it's an opportunity cost when you're cleaning on site, cleaning gutters, you're doing your own company a disservice, not being able to move the needle forward on your business, okay? So right here, with your very first employee, this is why we have this so early on the training, create your vision and create your organizational chart, okay? From I wish I had this back in the day from when I hired my first person, I wish I would have sat them down and said, hey, guess what? My company Revive, here's the three-year vision, check it out, this is where we're going, and even better for you, here is the organizational chart, okay? This is showing all the positions in the company over the next three years that are gonna be available, and I'd love to see you in one of these leadership roles in the future, okay? I probably wouldn't do that at the interview, but after this person is moving into training, I would literally tell them, look, this is where we're heading. You should be so excited about your company that you can't like contain the excitement. You wanna just get it out into the world and tell this person, look, this is where we're heading. We're going up to a million dollar company. We're gonna have all these positions available. You know, I would love if we could start you as a technician this week and we can work over the next couple years and move you into more of a management, more of a leadership role within my company, okay? So these are gonna be little tools in your tool belt that you can use at your disposal to go get some people really stoked on where this thing's going, okay? I'm gonna do more in-depth training on vision and org chart, but for now, just know that it goes very key with hiring that first person into your business, okay? Then what we're gonna be doing, we've recruited the person, we need to move into a one-week job site training, okay? So, for example, a new member of our program just brought someone on last week, I said, guess what? Clear your calendar for this upcoming week because you're gonna do an on-the-job site training, okay? I don't want you running off to do quotes or running off to go pick up materials. You need to work alongside this first employee Monday to Friday, pretty much I would do a six to seven hour day so that you're not working so, so much that you drive them away, but a six to seven hour day where you're actually doing a couple jobs each day, training different things, right? And and what would be my ideal is that this is not done on customers' jobs, you know, that you've got a training facility and you got all this time. Typically, that's not the case. So what I would say, you're gonna just book jobs fairly normally, uh, 
like you normally do and you're gonna bring this person to come work alongside you generally in about a week you can train them on ladders you can train them on equipment you can train them how to clean a window clean gutters what to do with the the uh, debris that comes out of the gutters how to do basic marketing I'll talk more about that in a sec so you can teach them on these basic skills that they're gonna need on the job site you can do that in pretty much a week okay maybe a second week but generally what we're doing in home services it's not super super difficult you can bring someone up to speed within like a week and then you'll coach them in week two three four to get a little bit better and give them a little bit more feedback so they can be even better in their role okay so this is like an a priority if you're bringing someone on you need to be able to have this capacity in your schedule to go out and work alongside them now you might say dave there's all these other things to do in the business, right? What do I do? Well, guess what? This just became your highest leverage activity because imagine if you can pour into someone and train them. Imagine uh, the output that they're gonna have in your business, okay? And suddenly your quotes, you just put those now in the evening. You put those quotes on a Saturday. You move those quotes to the following week. You literally clear your schedule so that you have time to invest working with this person. Now, again, skeptical, right? You might say, well, Dave, what if I put in 20 hours and they quit on me? Well, what I would suggest when you're training is actually take a video camera like I'm filming on right now and show up to the job site and get that documented, right? What I've even done before, I've hired a friend who's a videographer and I said, hey, do you mind coming out this day on Tuesday? It's a sunny day. Can you actually just take some film? Cause I'm gonna be training this person how to clean windows. I'm gonna do some ladder training, how to start the pressure washer. And so you can actually build out your training library over time so that I'm not only training Josh over here, I'm actually brought my buddy in to film it and then I'm gonna have future materials for training. Cause when I hire Josh in like two years, I would hope that I'd start him with like 30 really good videos like this that he can watch, okay? So that might be a ninja hack you've never heard that you wanna take notes on. Be like, man, that's a good idea. Anytime I can do two birds with one stone and be efficient with my time, I'm gonna be a happy camper. So put that in your schedule. One week job site uh, training is, is going to be a must, okay? This next one I said I'd talk about marketing mindset, okay? So what do I mean when I say that? We tell our technicians in my business 80% of your job is cleaning, 20% is gonna be more marketing, okay? So they're actually dropping off flyers to the five neighbors around the job we're doing. Sometimes they're even door knocking those if they have the time, okay? They're leaving a little sign up in the property right when they're done, asking the homeowner, of course. They're learning proper scripts, how to ask for reviews and referrals from the customer when the job is done. They're learning what to do when a neighbor approaches them and says, oh, how much do you guys charge? It's like, you know what? We would love to get you a quote. Can you give me your address? I can pop by and give you a quote. We pay out a referral commission to our technicians when um, jobs get landed from their leads, right? If they go out and, and book a job for a neighbor, we give them a 5% commission on what they book. So for example, I had a technician last week, Steve, he went out and sold, upsold like a thousand dollar roof clean to a gutter job he was doing, okay? Now I'm not sure if he even produced it right then and there, this is what my office manager told me. We're giving Steve now a $50 commission because he went out and got that thousand dollar sale, okay? So again, 20% of a technician's role is gonna be marketing. And whatever you teach that person, your training from day one, 
is going to echo into future weeks, future months. So you want to make sure that you set precedent. Hey, Josh, marketing is a very, very important part of this job. We want to make sure you're not just producing work, but you're also able to do some marketing uh, within this company. So very important. See your uh, your field staff as able to generate revenue. You know, not just produce revenue, but actually bring dollars into the door uh, as well. Is very, very important. All right, so this next point comes to standards, okay? So having high standards, what do I say when I mean that? Is that in my business, we have a core value of excellence, okay? So when you train someone kind of average, their performance is going to stay below average, okay? So when you give someone an inch, they're likely gonna take a mile when it comes to employees, okay? So what do I mean with that? When you're out cleaning gutters, those need to be the cleanest gutters you've ever seen. If there's a bit of debris and Josh is like, hey, we got most of it, it's looking pretty good. You're like, no man, this is not actually up to standard. This is like an eight out of 10. We gotta have 10 out of 10 work. I actually want you to go through that one more pass and just make sure it's absolutely perfect, okay? I learned this back way back in my painting days. I worked for a contractor who got me to tape up windows for a whole week and he was on me like if that green tape was hanging over the window by like a sixteenth of an inch he was like Dave go fix this this is not good enough and drilled it in my mind of like man this guy's expecting freaking perfection that's what you need to have within your company okay the best thing you can do for marketing with your business is create happy customers and not every customer can eat, most customers can't even see in their gutters, right? They don't even know what's in there. You've got to set the standard high as you, the business owner, and that's going to echo right through your entire company. Okay. So it starts from training in day one, keeping that standard extremely high. Very, very important. Okay. Um, next. Okay. So we brought someone on, we're training them up with what to do, how to clean gutters, how to clean windows. That's all good. This is your next big initiative. Okay. Again, this 2x value of our time, we've got to now build our lead time two to three weeks, okay? So what I like to do during this first week, after a day or two or three days, Josh is going to have like a decent idea, right? He knows how to set up the water-fed pole. He can go out and clean windows. He can pull window screens out. He can clean a screen. Um, he can talk to a homeowner. You're okay to leave them for like an hour, maybe two hours. So what I would do, I would set up my guy back in the day, Graham. I'd set him up and I would actually go and start door knocking myself. I'd say, Graham, I'm going to be back in one hour. I'm going to go talk to the neighbors, let them know we're here. I would go knock on 30 or 40 doors in the next hour, hour and a half and actually mention, hey, sorry to bother you. We're just actually cleaning Sandra's windows down the street. Just wanted to let you know I'm the owner here at Bucket Brigade Window Cleaning. Uh, we'd love to give you a quote as well and actually offer you a scheduling discount as we're already here. Uh, would you like me to get you a quote right now? Literally, if you roll with a speech like that, very simple to the point, uh, not aggressive, you're going to be able to go and get another job or two in that same neighborhood. Because what you want to be thinking about is if you're doing a little two, four, five hundred dollar job, I'm already thinking, how could I go to get a neighbor or two? and actually build out a cleaning route here that I could come back to every spring. And rather than just do a $400 job, I now have 13 or $1,400 I can keep the crew busy in the same neighborhood, okay? So again, always thinking 
with the future in mind. Very important. So it's important you're building out that lead time two to three weeks. Okay, so refer to more of the marketing boot camp material we've got in the program. That's gonna give you a kick in the butt to say, man, I'm only booked out right now, you know, four days with Josh. That should light a fire under your butt to go and get you know, enough work for the next 12, 15, 20 business days so that you can really book yourself out. I love this spot. Two to three weeks is kind of a sweet, a sweet spot. Any less than two weeks, you start sweating a little bit. If you get into kind of four or five week territory, you kind of start losing some jobs from the people that are like, ah, we need this done like right away. Can you come? It's like, ah, we're actually smoking busy. So two to three weeks is kind of like a sweet spot um, as you build up your capacity, okay? Um, next up, you want to be networking to find a helper, okay? So you've now put Josh through the week of training. You're built up your lead time two to three weeks. So this can all happen in the first couple weeks of having an employee, right? If you get serious about marketing, especially if you're in busy season, like if you're in May or June right now watching this, it's like, my goodness, is it easy to get work? We need to actually get smart about networking to go and find someone to work with Josh, okay? So if Josh is great, chances are he's got a friend that I'm looking to get uh, you know, employed within my business. So I will sit Josh down and I'll say, man, you are doing awesome. I would love to find a helper for you. Is there anyone in your network you think you'd wanna maybe work with who you think could be a good fit Again, in our fast growing company, right? Vision and org chart. You let him know, and then you tell him, by the way, Josh, if we get a hire that's really good and they stick around for three months, I'm gonna issue you a $250 finder's fee check, okay? If they stay even longer than that, look at that, man, I'm going to 500 bucks. If they stay year round uh, as an employee within your business. For now, when you're small getting going, I just roll with this 250 amount and make sure they come in for three months through busy season, pass probation, then you can kind of make some decisions beyond that, okay? So you wanna hit up Josh first and foremost, but secondly, you wanna be reaching out to your network, okay? Refer to the training here in the um, recruiting, building your recruiting ecosystem, because I'm gonna talk for like 20, 30 minutes on how we actually can go and get a helper um, within our business or even get a Josh to turn up uh, in the first place in our company. So just be thinking personally, I like two person crews that can do $1,500 to $2,500 a day in production. I understand you can do one person crews. I think that's a whole nother conversation, but I like two person crews. And so once Josh is trained, I would be looking, how can we go and get someone to be his helper? And then we'll do it all again and train them, move Josh up into a lead technician and bring on, say, Liam as his helper. It's all about replacing yourself as your organization grows and you got to replace your people as well as you level them up. Okay, so really important um, thing to think about there. Now, this is a big one. Teach critical thinking, okay? We train our technicians to problem solve and this starts with day one, okay? So you're not gonna be a problem-based company, you wanna be a solutions-oriented company. So from day one with Josh, you wanna train him to think critically and think like a leader on his job site, okay? So we do, we call it the $300 rule, okay? So if 
there is something that a technician can fix with 300 bucks. They don't need to make a call to their production manager or in your case, they don't need to call you, okay? So if they need a new ratchet strap or they need new standoffs for their ladder or they need more gloves or they need a new bucket or whatever, they can literally drive out to Home Depot, go pick it up, expense it, they'll pay for it, say on their credit card, and then they'll put it on their expenses. Uh, when it comes to payroll, you'll just reimburse them for that, okay? So when they can think critically and not bother you with those small decisions, um, you're gonna be a better company, okay? Same thing, they're allowed to give out small discounts to customers, right? If a customer is a little bit miffed about something or we got a bit of SH on a plant, and she's like, ah, I'm not super happy, but don't worry about it. You know what, Mrs. Smith, I'm gonna take $100 off the bill just because I feel so bad about that. We wanna keep you long-term as a customer. How does that sound to you? Oh my goodness, that would be amazing. Thank you so much. Again, they don't have to place a call to our office and monkey around with the invoice. We give our technician an iPad, uh, data. They can literally do that right there on Jobber. Uh, and revise the invoice and take care of the problem themselves, okay? So solution-oriented company, do not become the bottleneck in your own business where you have to solve every single problem. I wanna coach you to solve those problems beyond $300, but these little minutia, small problems, you might think, oh, it's a lot of money. It's not gonna be a lot of money really as you grow your business. So if you don't feel comfortable with that, make it $100 for now. For us, we like the $300 mark um, for, for what we give technicians, the decision, uh, you know, we, we central, decentralize um, decision-making and let them um, take control of their decisions, okay? Very important thing to teach uh, critical thinking. Very last, not least, show air, okay? You might be thinking, what the heck is air, okay? This is appreciation, inspiration, and respect, okay? Very important if you've never heard that before. This is literally like golden rule in the Bible, guys. Do unto others as you'd wanna have done to you, okay? So if you're showing your employees some love, some appreciation, some respect, you are giving them uh, inspiration, you're spurring them on, they're gonna stick around within your company, okay? So look for small ways, and I mean paying for Google reviews, I mean random coffees to the job site, I mean, here's a gift card, man, go out to the movies, here's $50 to the local restaurant, take your girlfriend out, here's this, man, you did so good on this job, uh, I'm so happy how this is going, here you go, man, you passed training, here you go, um, rain gear. Here you go with this. Look for these small ways you can show them that they're doing a great job, okay? We do a team member of the week every week in my team meeting at my company, and we just give out a $25 gift card, but our technicians, man, when I give a little speech or my manager gives a speech, man, Josh did so good this week. I wanna tell a quick story how he showed our core values. Josh, come by the office, pick up your gift card. When you shout that out in front of a team of eight or 10 other people, the, the guy just perks up and he's like, man, I got this, I got shouted out in front of my team. So showing that respect, showing that appreciation goes such a long way, right? As we run our small businesses, we can't always dish out more pay necessarily when we're small. You gotta get scrappy and look for other ways to reward your people other than just um, you know, here's more money because we don't always have that as we're growing a business, okay? So I hope you found a lot of goodness in this module. Very exciting time, guys, hiring your first employee to get our time back within our business. And here's just a few things I want you to be implementing these next couple weeks 
as you bring on this first employee to your company. Again, your time is finite. You want to make sure you're putting it into the best leverage activities and we want to be freeing you up off the job site and this is going to be the process how to get there, okay? Awesome guys, we'll see you on the next module. Thank you for listening to the episode today. If you want to get even more value from David, then book your free coaching call at homeservicebusinesscoach.com.